All right, guys. So this is Matt and Alex. We are back with another episode of Surviving the Pride. And in today's episode, we got Mr. Brian Oliver from Southern Refinishing Pros. Brian, how are you? I'm doing great, Matt. How are y'all doing? Oh, we're doing good. Doing good. Thank you. So Brian Brian owns a refinishing company out in the Tennessee area. Um, So Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, you know, how, why you got started, how long you've been in business, all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm the owner operator of Southern Refinishing Pros. Uh, I've been doing it a little bit over eight years now. I got started back in 2015 and went to my first school for it. Been to a few different schools. We are a local family owned and operated company here that services 60 miles from Guild, Tennessee. Um, the main thing that got me into it is the cost effectiveness, uh, like being able to save people money. And while I'm doing while in while I'm doing what I enjoy doing, um, it's just it's more of an art to me than it really is a job each day. And it's something that I can get up and I go to work. I enjoy it. I don't feel like I'm working while I'm doing it. And that's always a benefit. And at the end of the day, it saves people a ton of money. So I feel like I'm doing my part on both ends. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we uh, here at Digital Kings, we kind of live by this mantra that, you know, everyone wants to be a millionaire, but we want to help a million people as best we can. And kind of sounds like, you know, you got the same mindset there as far as just getting out there, trying to help people, you know, save money. And like you said, you feel like you're not working. You're just out there, you know, helping people. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy doing it when it's elderly people and they're on a fixed income and then they'll have a contractor come in and they'll be like seven, eight, ten thousand $10,000 for them to do a job and we can come in and get it done for them for less than a thousand most of the time. So I really enjoy being able to put a smile on people's faces that way. Yeah. I mean, if you can do a great job and take care of the customer the right way and still save them money, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, we're normally about a tenth of what it would cost to do a full remodel and tear everything out. And people don't realize that what it really costs once you start tearing out a bathroom at the hidden fees that you get into. And we eliminate a lot of that. What are some of the hidden fees that you think of that someone could be aware of um, or even ask a question of uh, with whoever, you know, they're interviewing for uh, that particular job that they're having done, like the refinishing of a bathroom? Yeah. So when you have a bathtub or a shower replaced, even though you can buy the bathtub for $300, $400, you still have to replace your drywall around the tub. You have to redo your painting, your flooring. Most of the time, the plumbing has to be moved to match. And anytime you're moving plumbing, it gets pricey. Um, so a lot of the times, if you're not planning on completely tearing out your whole bathroom and remodeling it, then it saves a ton of money. Uh, because just flooring alone, if you have somebody come in and do your floor, you got to tear up the subfloor. You have to tear up the tile. You have to re-waterproof everything. So when we can come in, especially if it's a finished bathroom and you're just wanting to clean up a tub, or even if you want to save the old tub and you're going to have new tile put around it, then you can have all the work done. And then we come in, we are a finished company at the end of the day. So we come in, we cover up the whole bathroom and from plastic. We do our job. And then once we leave, you can't even tell we was on site. Hmm. Wow. That is awesome. So I have a question. So obviously you've been doing this for a while and there's a lot of different steps, I'm sure, to refinishing a bathtub, for example, um, or even a countertop. What are, and I'm sure you've seen this, you know, uh, going to job sites where maybe the last contractor didn't do such a good job. Let's say somebody is refinishing for me. What's a dead giveaway that, you know, this guy or girl is, uh, you know, not cut out for the job. You know, they're, they're not good at, um, the refinishing part. How would I know that? Like a red flag? Right. 
Yeah, so you would want to ask them what type of products they use and what their process is. The main thing is a lot of companies will want to walk in and put a wipe-on primer on, and they don't want to etch the bathtub, or they don't want to sand the shower. If it's a fiberglass shower, you have to sand it. Or if it's a porcelain tub, you're going to want to etch it with an acid. You have to have the acid base so you get a bond to that unit, because if not, then you're pretty much just laying it on top of it. You want it to actually bond and mold to the unit. Um, so the main thing is to ask them if they're going to etch it or if they're going to actually burn the tub with acid, because if not, it's not going to last. And if they're using a urethane coating, especially, then anytime water, like if you have a small nick, say you drop something in the shower and it nicks it, any water that gets under there, that tub's going to peel. Um, they don't clean up the soap scum a lot of the time, so you're going to want to make sure they run an extensive cleaning treatment on it. Even after they etch it, you still want to run another cleaning treatment. So it's a it's a lengthy process. Uh, most jobs, a standardized tub, if we have a window in the bathroom so we can vent out of and we don't have to have an alternate route for our ventilation, and it takes us about two hours um, to where a lot of companies will go in, they'll be there 45 minutes, and they walk out. That's a big red flag. Nobody can do a job that good that fast. Interesting. Okay. I think that's super helpful information um, for anybody coming to this, looking for these kind of you know questions or just, you know, someone that's maybe a new home owner. Like for example, I was curious if I did, uh, you know, get a new bathtub or a new countertop, typically like, what do you see? How long does it take, you know, until I, I would need a refinishing job done. And then is that something that you get done, you know, often or regularly, or is it kind of a one-time deal? What's that like? So the if you bought a brand new tub, that depends on the cleaning product, products you use. And if you have a hard water in your area, like in Tennessee, we have a lot of iron and a lot of calcium in our water. So tubs will last seven to 10 years. If you don't use the proper cleaning products on them, you can get 15 years out of them with the right cleaning products. Now with refinishing, it's not something you have to do all the time as long as you use the right products and you stay away from certain chemicals. A lot of people like to use that spray soft scrub comment. That is a major, major no-no because it will deteriorate the life of your unit by half. Um, I've seen people have brand new shower pans put in and they should get 10 or 12 years out of them, even with hard water. And they're putting that spray comment on there and they don't even get three years and they're having to have them refinished. Wow. Um, yeah. Even uh, like Merlot pads and stuff like that, they're not good. They're pulling the enamel off of the porcelain or off the fiberglass. So you want to stay away from those real abrasives. Uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Ajax? that people use all the time, that is worse than Comet. It's just so abrasive. It just uh, causes porcelain to get these little pores in it. And even though it looks really good then when you get done cleaning it, afterwards when you take a bath in it, it starts turning black and dingy again. So it doesn't last that way. The best thing to do would be use um, to use like scrubbing bubbles by Dow, uh, Lysol, and things like that. It's not them real hard abrasives. Also, kitchen cleaners are a big thing to stay away from in your bathtubs. Hmm, interesting. What about for countertops? Are there any uh, products in particular that you think, you know, are, are good for cleaning and, and bad for cleaning? Um, kind of like what you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, so Barkeeper's Friends, not too bad. If you have a surface like granite or something like that, if you have a refinished unit, I would stick more towards the Lysol. Um, depending on what product your refinisher used, we don't use any urethane coatings anymore. We got away from those about three years ago. We have a company um, that we partnered with. They have a epoxy that we use. So you can use bleaches and everything like that on it. It doesn't uh, dull the surface. It doesn't make it hard to clean. Now, if they are using urethane coatings, you're going to want to stay away from the bleaches. You're going to want to use more 
uh, like 409 without bleach, Lysol without bleach, any kind of disinfectant that you can use that doesn't have a bleach in it. We don't have that problem anymore. I'm very fortunate for it. Our stuff, you get 12, 15, 20 years out of it, and you, it looks like the day it was sprayed. Mm. Uh, they are a beautiful product. Uh, when we get done with countertops, you could walk in. Um, we just did a set. We made them out of wood and then sprayed the epoxy over it. And you walk in, you can't tell it was ever wood. It looks like you got a piece of stone sitting in front of it. You know, see, wow. that is crazy. I'm going back on the bathtub stuff as far as cleaning that too is uh, some of the products that you mentioned are probably some of the most bought products uh, for cleaning, yes, especially that soft scrub yeah. comment. Yeah, I, I I remember seeing commercials all over the place for that, and for that to to be you know bad for uh, the life uh, the you know as long as your tub lifeline I guess mm -hmm. would work. Um, so that's that that is definitely it's eye opening for us and it's something that everybody needs to understand as well because that's costly. And other it is. can you explain a little bit on the hard water as far as understanding or knowing if you have hard water? Yeah, um so a lot of the times if you see calcium deposits building up around your drain or if you're noticing you're having to clean your tub a lot more frequently instead of just kind of wiping it out with some water and a sponge, uh you'll notice the white marks around the tub. A lot of those times, those are calcium deposits. If you have red that's popping up around like your caulking lines or anywhere that the lines meet the walls, that would be the um, calcium in the water turning red, or not the calcium, the iron in the water turning red, I'm sorry. And that'll cause that red tint that you see a lot. There's also a website that you can look up. I, it's... I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I use it all the time to check the areas that we're in, um, but it'll tell you exactly what's in your water. It'll also tell you the carcinogens that's in your water. Um, and nowadays, soft water systems are getting so affordable. It's They're really good to have on your home. It's good for your skin. It's good for your appliances. It's, it's just good for everything that you have. They have some that's like really expensive, but they're unnecessary. You can even nowadays, you can get them and attach them to your shower head and use them just for your shower. That way, when you wash your hair or, you know, clean out your bathtub, <clears throat> you're not getting all those mineral deposits into the unit itself. Interesting. Okay. That is, that's awesome. And you're right about the, um, you know, the soft water being a lot more cost effective. And, you know, it, it seems like it has a ton of uh, benefits on this. As far as on the refinishing um, on the, you know, bathtub refinishing or even you know, the cabinets, whatever. But what is, how, what's the average time frame from start to finish on some of these refinishing jobs for you to be in the home and then go and then leave? So that depends on the size of the job. <clears throat> so a standard size bathtub, just, you know, a regular porcelain or fiberglass small bathtub, those take between two to three hours. That depends on the layout of the home. And if there's a window in the bathroom, if there's a lot of stuff we have to maneuver around, if there's a lot of things we need to move and cover up, because like I said before, we do cover everything in the room up with paper and plastic. That way, we, when we leave, we don't have to worry about anything being left behind. We clean up all the dust. We just be able to pull our stuff down. We sweep them off the floor and we walk out. Showers, um, they take between three to five hours, depending on the size of the shower, how dirty it is once we get there, because we have to clean it before we can start prepping it. And then once you get to the countertops, that depends on the color that they choose from. We have two different options. We have a quartz option that looks like the marble that you see that have the veins and the lines in it. And then we have the we have another option that's called a multi-spec option. 
that has uh, like the little dots everywhere with different colors. And a lot of those could get really busy sometimes. And if there's a lot of colors in it, we have to let it sit overnight. That way we can run a quality control day on it before we do the clear coat. So the countertops, anywhere between four to six hours for a simple color and a two-day process on really hard-to-do colors. Just And we really like that second day just for quality control so we can make sure everything is nice and smooth and it doesn't get lumpy. A lot of the times what we see is with these other refinishing companies, they come in and they're going to want to do a really, really detailed color and they want to do it in like two hours. So they'll spray their primer on and then they'll come in and put base coat down. They'll let it sit 15 minutes. They'll put another coat down. Then they'll let it sit 15 minutes and they'll clear coat over that. And what that does is it gives it this really bumpy texture and it's just, you can tell it's been done. At the end of the day, when you're refinishing, you're not supposed to be able to tell it was refinished. If you can look at it and be like, oh, that's been painted before, then it was painted. It wasn't refinished. That's why we we resurface it, we refinish, because you're not supposed to tell it's fake. You'll look at it and really have to look at it and feel it to be able to tell it's fake. You don't want to walk straight in the room and be like, oh, well, that doesn't look right. At that time, then it's not really a professional job. Yeah, right. Man, I tell you what, you have the most knowledge on this. And just on point, you're very confident in everything that you have on this. It's amazing. I can tell you've been doing this a long time. And and just, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I can. we can tell. I mean, you can hear the passion in your voice for sure. Oh, yeah. And um, I actually have a question that uh, some of our viewers have uh, sent in as well. Um, and I think I think I know the answer to this, but I want to hear your answer. So what exactly is reglazing? And um, when it, it like, is that part of the, you know, refinishing process? If so, is that something that is worth getting a standalone, you know, purchasing that service? Or are you better off just doing the, the full on, you know, refinishing? Um, so let's start with what what is reglazing? So reglazing is just another term for refinishing. So when you reglaze a tub, you're putting the either the urethane or the epoxy, it'd be epoxy in our case, over the existing porcelain. So reglazing is another term for it. A lot of the times people will try to upcharge and call it a reglazing fee. There's It's the same thing at the end of the day. You're not really, if you're going in to refinish a whole tub and you're not just doing a repair, then you are reglazing it. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, I, it sounds like you're better off just getting the whole refinishing anyways, right? Yeah, there are terms to where or there are cases to where it's we can go in and do like just the bathtub floor or just the shower floor. Like say they have a crack in it and the unit is in great shape and it's, a you know, it's a newer unit there. It's not, you know, hard to clean. It's still got shininess to the enamel, things like that. We can go in, we can repair the crack. Uh, sometimes they're just really bad and there's been a lot of water under the unit. So we have to cut that floor out. And then we go in and we put in support systems and then we'll refiberglass the floor. And at that case, you know, we do just the repair jobs. Sometimes people will drop stuff and it's um, it'll bust the unit, put a hole in it, things like that. Then we repair them. But if you have one that's just really hard to clean and every time you clean it, you seem like you have to go back in there and clean it again after you take a bath, things like that. Then it's better to go ahead and have the whole unit done. Um Okay. repairs though it that depends on the circumstances uh like i had one woman she fell and they put a hole in the seat of the shower and we went out and we repaired just the seat for her. um things like that then it's just it's cheaper and more affordable to go ahead and get the repair done because if the unit's not in bad shape and it's not hard to clean and it doesn't look dingy and things like that then repairs are you know possible at that point 
Gotcha. And I guarantee everyone that's going to listen to this is going to be thinking, man, I wonder what my tub looks like right now. I'm thinking, man, <laughs> I need to go take a look at my tub, maybe FaceTime Brian and find out what needs to be done to save the tub because I've got kids and young kids. So they're in there splashing around and doing all kinds of different stuff on there. And all the things that you said, I mean, it's common uh, stuff that we put in these tubs or to clean or the walls near it. And now I'm thinking, shoot. I don't know. Do I need another tub or do I need yeah. to refinish or what? Should I refrain from bathing my dog in my bathtub? <laughs> it seems to be making it uh, pretty dirty. <laughs> well, that de that depends. Um, a lot of people bathe their dogs in the tub. And uh, depending on what coating you have on your tub, once it's refinished, it's safe. Uh, we bathe our dogs in our tub all the time. We've never had an issue um, with the odor urethane coatings. We've seen that an issue a lot. Uh, because once the dog's nails get under there and they start chipping it, like I said about the water getting under it before, it will cause that to peel out. Mm -hmm. um, but you can always put a bath mat down if you want to wash your dog in there. And even if your tub's not been refinished, um, it kind of helps, you know, preserve the life of the tub. But it's just, it's not really that big of a thing with animals, you know. Uh, you don't want to take a fork in there and scratch up your tub or anything like that. But it's the chemicals are the biggest part of it. No more spaghetti in the tub. All right. <laughs> oh, eating spaghetti in the tub. Um, he does that. So one interesting thing about Brian is that he uh, also offers refinishing uh, specifically for vintage bathtubs in the Chattanooga and surrounding areas. Um, and Brian, A, I just think that's interesting that, you know, you do that enough to where uh, you've even got a page for it on your, on your site. But I also wanted to ask kind of – are there, there's got to be some differences in a refinishing for a vintage versus a, a newer model, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so the differences would be most of your vintage tubs and your antique tubs are all cast iron. Um, a lot of people don't realize with the antique and vintage tubs, there's not as many of them around as there used to be. Back in the 30s when we had the war going on, they melted a lot of them down for ammunition and things like that. So if you have one, it's good chance that it's a rare um depending on what the you're doing cast iron but the ones from the pre-30s they're they're hard to come by um we've worked on one just not too long ago that was from 1897 and it was it was a beautiful tub once we got done with it wow. um so the difference with cast iron is it's hard to get a bond to it and it rusts really fast so we always send our vintage tub out to have uh, sandblasting done first so we can get down to that bare cast iron then we put our uh, rust um, rust proof primers on there and then we put our top coat we have to let it sit for a few days to make sure everything's good and dry because they are very heavy i mean they're anywhere between 380 to 460 pounds for some of them bathtubs mm -hmm. um, even the sinks alone some of them are up to 400 pounds with the cast iron ones so we, we let them sit for a few days then we flip it over we clean the inside with acid we do any of the repairs because nine to ten of them they have all these little divots that you can't see until you start cleaning it with acid so we have to go over and make sure all those little divots are out just so everything is nice and smooth once we get done because you don't want to have a lumpy bathtub definitely For sure especially if you're investing that much money into it as well yeah absolutely and they they go for some high dollar once once you have a fully refurbished uh antique bathtub i mean i've seen some of them sell for up to 15 or up to five thousand dollars um i've seen some sell for fifteen hundred and it just depends on the year of the tub especially if you can get some like old coals and um things like that they are they are hard to come by now that's a tub you definitely are not going to wash your dog in no no you don't want to do that 
they're more of show pieces. Um, I have, we did one for a candy apple red for a lady and she uses it just for her grandkids. They love the tub and it was already like a, almost a burgundy red. And she wanted to have it a brighter red for her kids. She was painting her bathroom um, a bright red color. And we went in and took all the old coating off and done that for her. And it turned out really beautiful. It was one of my one of my favorite projects. That's awesome. That actually kind of, I don't know, it might have answered my next question, which was what was the oldest and or most interesting tub or counter job you've you've had? The oldest one I've done was from 1895 um, when I first got into refinishing uh, one of the first uh, tubs I'd done was out in Phoenix, Arizona, and we did it. It was from 1895, and that was probably one of the heaviest ones I've ever done as well. <laughs> it was six and a half foot long, and it took two of us just to get it up on stands to move it around the shop. It was it was outrageously heavy. Man, that's my kind of tub. Yeah, that's a pool. That's a big one, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. And, I mean, once again, just the knowledge that you have on here uh, – and your passion and everything like that. I mean, it's just, it's amazing the work that you put in and it shows. And yeah, that's one thing I was going to say as well. I mean, you know, obviously you've got all this experience, but uh, for the listeners, if you guys go and check out his Google business profile, he's got a ton of five-star reviews over the years. And, uh, you know, your, your work clearly speaks for itself, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I really enjoy what I do. I don't know if I could do anything else. We do some antiques, but I don't enjoy them as much as I do doing the bathtubs. If you had to switch up your industry, what would you, what line of work would you get into? Probably building furniture. I like working with wood. I like working with my hands, if you can tell, but I really enjoy working with wood. It's kind of a hobby. So that would probably be the only thing I would really get out of it to do. And I don't see that in my future, really. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as hobbies go, you know, uh, let's let the viewers get to know you a little bit. Are yep. you a, a sports guy? I mean, you mentioned wood. Do you whittle? I mean, what do you, what do you do in your, you know, spare time? Um, like I said, I like working with wood. I like building furniture. Um, I build some stuff for my wife, uh, things like that. I like working on my cars, um, okay. and I enjoy building custom motorcycles. I paint those on the side. Um, there, I build them like I'll take um, old Harleys from the eighties and nineties and tear them down and rebuild them from the top up, and then paint them. Um, I do them myself, and my brother, things like that. Wow. Yeah, I feel good if I finish an IKEA dresser. <laughs> like. You were definitely you, you, your own point on getting this stuff done. So I, I'm a busy body, as my wife says. I have a hard time sitting still. So if I sit still more than 10 minutes, I'm going out of my mind. I have to be up doing something. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it shows. I mean, you're doing a lot of things and you're moving in a lot of areas. Now, you did say uh, uh, real quick, going one more thing about the work side is you mentioned a tub in Arizona. So are you going outside of just the local territory for certain type of jobs? Uh, no, sir. No, uh, I got started in Phoenix, Arizona. We moved out there and um, actually was painting cars at the time. We moved out there and nobody was really needing any car technicians to do auto body. There was, I mean, there was plenty of them there and a guy needed help doing bathtubs and I was with him couple of months and he asked me if I wanted to go to school because I really enjoyed what I was doing and I already had experience in spraying and I already had experience in doing fiberglass repairs and things like that so he paid for me to go to the first school that I went to which was in Chicago called uh, Napco Industries and then um, my wife got homesick and we kind of moved back here and started our own thing in Tennessee. Right on, man. Well, obviously you found your groove. I mean, everyone's, uh, you know, saying that as far as your reviews and all your happy customers go. And um, uh, I think that at this point we are kind of 
at the end of our uh, our little interview here. Um, so one thing I would like to do is shout out uh, Brian and guys. Um, if you want to get in touch with Brian, uh, one of the best ways to do that is going to his website, which is so-refinishing.com. He's also got social media. Follow him on Facebook. Um, his contact information is there. And uh, Brian, is there anywhere else that people can reach you or find you? Uh, the Google My Business, um, the website. Uh, uh, we're on ChattanoogaBBB.com. Um, that's that's pretty much it, man. I think you covered it. All right. Well, if you guys are in the area and you need uh, any sort of a refinishing done, countertop, cabinets, bathtubs, and uh, the vintage as well, you guys know who to call. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Brian. Absolutely. It's been Thank a you, pleasure. Brian. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great day. You as well. Thank you. you. Thanks. Bye-bye.